0: Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands, and it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances, And then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process. They use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment and then once you have that knowledge the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once. Versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and 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 this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize, feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having Uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back, like I've always known dairy, I do not do well with dairy, Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating, like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly, right now, currently in my lifestyle, intolerant to, um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine, but could was fine with all clear alcohol, like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff, and Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I'm totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just, just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them. If you're looking to optimize your health It's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S dot com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast, and if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized, so if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me again just very thankful for
1: all of you. Hello friends and welcome. I'm really glad you're here listening today. This is episode 66 of the podcast Weight Loss and Wellness for Real and today we're going to talk all about why the scale won't move, which is often one of the most frustrating phenomena that go on if you're trying to lose weight and you feel like you're doing all the right things and you know you do it for a while and still that scale won't go down. So we're going to talk about some reasons why this may be happening. And what you can do about it. I also just want... Sorry, those are my kitties playing. I also want to just remind you, you can head to my website, heatherheinen.com. From there, you can get all kinds of detailed information. If you're looking at possibly working with me as a weight loss coach or a life coach, um... You know, all details, prices, everything is over there. You can also, from my website, connect to my other podcast as well as this one. My other podcast is Flexible Fasting with Heather Heinen. So if you're interested in learning more a little about fasting and my take on it, how you can be pretty flexible with it and still gain some of the health, possibly weight loss benefits, go take a listen to that podcast as well. Um, okay, let's just let's wrap it there and let's get into our topic at hand. So like I was saying, it can be so incredibly Frustrating, and especially if you feel like you've been doing everything right, um, you know you've been doing this for four weeks and still nothing. That scale won't move, and and that frustration of the scale not moving can often lead to us just um, saying "screw it," giving up and quitting. But don't, okay? Because there are so many things you can do to get it moving again.
0: So the first thing I want to talk about, just real quick, is that we really do have different body types. So, you know, in general, there's a there's a few different body types and um, I'm not going to get into all the details of this. You can Google different body types, um, but you can also look at what your, your dosha is and that's just an Ayurvedic term that describes different types of bodies that we have. Um, and, you know, I just want to point out, we really all have very unique and wonderful bodies, and with each body type, there are going to be some negatives, but also so many positives, um, so you really want to try to get into this world of respecting your unique body type, so, you know, one example is the endomorph, endomorph body type, and this body type tends to gain weight weight easily, and um can be really sensitive to lots of carbs this is not everyone in that um, body type by the way but in general right and so a lot of people with this body type just you know they'll come to me and come like I gain weight so fast and you know I can barely eat anything or I gain weight and you know here's the beautiful thing about this body type so even though this body type can gain weight weight easily um you know, it's still important to understand this body type compared to all the others has wonderful longevity, um, can gain muscle very easily. They typically have really amazing skin, hair, and nails. They have a very robust immune system in general. So there's really some great things. And I'm just throwing this out as an example that each body type has its pros and cons. But because we're talking about why won't the scale move? you know it's really important just to understand what is your body type and then you know what are sort of the things that in general go along with that body type and how can you shift some of those things because even you know if you have that endomorph um body type and and you really do fit kind of all the criteria that will get listed for that um even though You know, that might mean you gain weight pretty easily and quickly. There are things you can do with that body type to make sure that you don't and even really accentuate all the positives that body type has. So bottom line, all bodies are different and unique. And that means some of us are going to drop weight quicker than others. And that's absolutely okay. And sometimes if, you know, if this is going on for you, working on your thoughts To focus on the health benefits you are gaining from your new eating or movement habits is really important because when your thoughts, when you train your thoughts to be more focused on the health you are creating for yourself versus the weight, it really keeps you willing to keep things going, to stick with your new habits, to keep building on those habits, and where you'll eventually you know, because of this, you're eventually going to experience weight loss. So the truth is when we concentrate on our health, when we do our thought work to keep our thoughts focused on our health, and this is why we're making these changes and not so perseverating on the weight loss itself, the amazing thing is that weight loss follows. So if you can keep your thoughts, if you can do the thought work and keep your thoughts in that place of really being focused on health, this is for my health, this is for my well-being, my emotional stability, um, for improving my relationships and stay away from what the scale is doing or any of that. The weight loss really does follow. I see this time and time again. If I can get clients into that space of getting out of their head in regards to the number on the scale and instead putting that time and energy into the work on staying focused on their health and how they feel and more energy and those sorts of things, that's, that's almost immediately when the weight starts to come off. So just something I really want you to think about and consider. Things I look at if someone is not losing weight or has plateaued, if that scale's just not moving, it's been like a month, you know, you really need a good month of losing nothing or of gaining to be able to say I'm plateauing or um, I'm not dropping weight because our weight fluctuates so much. So you really need a trend over about four weeks that shows you are just remaining steady. Um, and that would be a true plateau. You know, if you've plateaued for one week or two weeks, that's not a true plateau, right? You could still drop some weight that third week. So you wanna think about that. Like, you know, you're not necessarily plateauing um, if it's only been a week and you haven't dropped any weight, but if it's been a month, you haven't budged, uh, you know. That would be considered a plateau. Or, of course, if you're gaining weight. So, one thing I look at first is, you know, how much a person is eating. And if you're not eating enough. So, in general, if you are an average size male and you're only eating fifteen hundred calories a day, or you're an average size female and you're only eating twelve hundred calories a day, um, most likely. You have been depriving your body of nutrients and um, the nourishment it needs to just function. And so, if you've been doing this for a long period of time, that real low calorie stuff, then what happens is the body flips into starvation mode, totally shuts down, that metabol- shuts down, s- slows down everything. So, metabolism slows down. And, you know, I've talked about this a few times on this podcast as well as my other one. This is a really big deal because what you've now experienced is you know, you've deprived your body of that nourishment. Now it's not functioning. That metabolism is not, um, running efficiently. And so now you're going to have to eat even less calories, less, 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 you know, to where you think that because you're not losing weight, but that makes the issue even worse. So oftentimes, um, and by the way, you know, doing this, not only stalls weight loss or may cause you to gain weight when you're still eating very low calories, um, taking in very low amounts of energy, not enough food, but, you know, we're going to age quicker. We're going to be more prone to disease. So, you know, you really in this situation do not want to eat less. You want to be eating more and often you have to do this very precisely if you kind of got yourself in this hole this has to be done through reverse dieting so you don't um, start gaining a ton a ton of weight all at once right so if you kind of think this is going on and then you're like okay yeah great I'm gonna eat you know whatever 2,000 calories now every day or you know you go out and eat enormous amounts of food because you think that's gonna help you lose weight that's not what I'm talking about this because you know, you've dug yourself into this hole. I've been there too, by the way. And then you really have to slowly reverse diet out of it. So that means, you know, well, there's a whole process to reverse dieting. But basically, long story short, if this is you, you need to eat more. You need to be taking in more nourishing foods. um, But you need to do it in a way that is precise and controlled so you don't end up putting on a ton of weight super fast because you all of a sudden... Up all your energy t- intake really really high, okay. Um, scale isn't budging. You know you want to look at what your movement is like, and I'm not I'm not talking about purposeful exercise. I'm talking about just everyday movement. And so you know you've probably always heard the guideline 10,000 10, 10, steps a day, and you know it really is a good goal. And for many of us, though, it's really hard to get in 10,000 steps a day. Um, so, I some ideas to help you start upping those steps every day. And by the way, the reason the reason I'm talking about just everyday movement, so like walking, just steps, um, things like that, and not purposeful exercise here, is because purposeful exercise does not often work for um, losing weight and. I'm not saying it's not important. Exercise is great for mental, emotional health and some physical health markers as well. Um, Some exercises are better than others. That'll be another episode. I've probably talked about that in the past. But you really want to understand that just your everyday movement is so much more important. And here's some of the reasons why. Because when we exercise, if purposefully, and if we are over-exercising for us as a unique individual, if we are over-exercising, what happens is it really starts to shift hormones um, and we can almost go into that same starvation mode again. And not only that, but over-exercising throws up tons of hormonal responses that create a lot of hunger within us, um, and so you're going to find that you're going to have to eat more, um, and and you kind of almost maybe don't even know you're doing it unless you're really paying attention. But you're going to be hungry so much more often, um, and over exercising, take it from some from someone who's been there, is really um, detrimental, especially over time, to be able to uh, be at a very healthy body weight and. So, so I wanna focus on, so I'm talking about movement here, just everyday movement, because the more movement you can get in, the better, because you're moving, so you are expelling energy, but you are not creating um, these over-exercising hormonal responses, like extra hunger, um, not being able to get satiated as quickly. You know, So these are things, this is why that everyday movement um, is just really, really important. And a lot of times we just talk about it in terms of steps, you know, walking around. So ways to get in a few more steps, you know, park further away from work. So you have to walk longer to get into work, to leave work, um, park further away when you go to the grocery store or when you're running errands, you know, all those little things actually really do add up. So, and they can be pretty easy, you know, just to park further away. Um, Another idea is, you know, a short five to 10 minute walk after lunch or after dinner. Longer if that works for you, but just walking after you eat can be so beneficial. Another idea is to get a desk uh, treadmill. So if you're in a job where you sit most of the time, um, I am. And, you know, I've had a stand up desk forever. So at least I have to kind of move from my chairs, stand up to do progress notes, things like that. Um, But if... Uh, well, and I actually just ordered one of these, so it 's not here yet i 'll let you know how it goes. But I sit a lot in the mornings because i 'm recording these podcast episodes i 'm writing a lot um and so it just is like i 'm just sitting way too much i 'm getting older it 's like I need to be moving more. so I did get one of these small um, stand up desk. Tread, well, it's just a treadmill that you can put under your desk, but you need a stand up desk if you're going to work while you're on it. But anyway, um, so I'll try that out as soon as it gets here. But it's one way you might consider getting in a few more steps. Uh, Another idea is if you do have a sit down job, set a timer for every hour, just you know, on repeat. And when that timer goes off, that's your cue to stand up, walk around your office a little bit, do, you know, 20 air squats, 20 push-ups, whatever it is, just to move a little bit is really um, important and can be really, really helpful. So think about that. Okay. Um, Sum that one up, you know, do not drop your calories significantly and do not overexercise and get in more movement. Another reason weight might not be dropping if is if you've just started a strength training program, or or you've shifted your strength training program, then it really could be you are building and gaining muscle. I'm sure you've all heard that muscle weight, uh, muscle weighs more than fat, and that's actually not true because a pound is always a pound. So one pound of muscle is one pound of fat. But it is true that muscle is more dense. So it takes up a lot less space than a pound of fat. So you know that you are um, gaining muscle if the scale doesn't move, but your clothes are feeling looser. Or if you're doing measurements, maybe your waist is getting smaller, um, those sorts of things. But you know that you're gaining muscle if the scale is staying the same or maybe even going up, but your clothes are fitting looser. So that's one way to know if the scale isn't budging because you're putting on muscle. Another one, if you are drinking sugar. So, you know, we're not exactly sure why, but we do know that drinking sugar versus eating sugar. Drinking sugar creates more weight gain when sugar calories are the same between consuming it in drinks or consuming it in food. More weight is gained in the sugar drinker's versus the sugar eaters. So if there is any habit you can start to try to break, it would be to stop drinking your sugar. By the way, that's not just things like um, soda. That's things like Gatorade, um, any sort of fruit juice, orange juice, any sort of fruit juice. Um, And also, unfortunately, that's often those lovely, um, fancy, sweetened coffees that many of us like and so it just suggests that if you're trying to make that scale budge and you have a habit of drinking any of these sugar sugary drinks that would be one of the first things you could start to get out of your diet to get that scale to budge another one if you're eating too many processed foods and this gets into again that nutrient deficiency so again, too little food, we get into that nutrient deficiency, but also might be eating enough, a lot, but eating too many processed foods, we then have nutrient deficiency in the body. And so the body holds on to it. Well, it holds on to all the fat it can because it's, you know, not getting again what it needs to function properly. And so it goes into that survival mode and survivable survival mode means uh it's not gonna let go of any fat right because it's like oh my gosh we are not getting any nutrients we have this fat storage on us we need to hold on to this as tightly as we possibly can so if you're eating too many processed foods and not getting in um, enough nourishing foods not getting in the nutrients and vitamins that your body needs it is going to go into that survival mode and means that even if you're dropping calories and that sort of thing, if you're eating too many processed foods, it's still going to hold on to that fat and not release it. Another one, many of us don't often think about, but is chronic levels of stress. And this is where, you know, if you're under chronic levels of stress, then this is where the body produces more cortisol and a few other hormones. And this in turn shuts down. Possibly the thyroid, the adrenals, which then slows you down so that your metabolism is slowed. And it really does do this out of preservation. You know, it's saying if we are in this high of a stress state, and by the way, double whammy here, and that's making me crack up because I just, in my mind, flashed to that game show. Um, Remember that? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Okay, I'm also showing my age. Some of you out there probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, double whammy if you are also under eating. So, you know, chronic stress going on due to environment, due to relationship, due to work, whatever it is, you know, chronic stress, and then you're also under-eating. So now the body is highly, highly stressed. Um, it's really not good. So now we are in this high stress state. And the body is trying to help us by slowing everything down so we can survive on less food, less energy, because it's like, oh my gosh, something really, really bad is happening all the time. So the body is actually, our bodies are actually trying to save us here, but obviously this is not going to work long-term and definitely not going to work for weight loss. So if you're doing all the things and that scale has kind of stayed steady, it's not dropping, take a look at your stress levels. Um, If they are high, then this could be a really big reason why we're holding on to weight. Another one, not eating enough protein for your individual body's needs. Again, I do harp on this, but if you are not getting enough protein, you are not going to optimize the muscle you do have and you're definitely not building any um, new muscle And, you know, muscle is really helpful. It creates higher metabolism, which leads to fat loss. So, something there that you just want to think about. Are you getting enough protein in for your unique body's needs? Another one drinking too much alcohol. So, there can be some controversy here because some people will actually lose weight or maintain weight better if they have some alcohol. But it does appear with what we know right now that tends to be few and far between. So for most of us in general, regular folk with some emotional or stress eating practices and habits in place, you know, if we uh, drink and then possibly over drink. But actually more of what I see is, you know, people drinking one or two drinks This lowers inhibitions and all of a sudden there's lots of overeating because you just don't care then. My thoughts on this are that alcohol itself may not cause weight gain or plateaus, maybe, but for sure the issue comes in with what we eat after drinking because we feel so less inhibited. So if you know, you know, you have a drink, you have two drinks and then you tend to just kind of not care what you're eating, or you don't stay, even you just even don't stay mindful of what you're eating, then you really want to consider maybe lessening alcohol intake or limiting it uh, to just one drink. Another one, not sleeping well. If you have issues with sleeping, you're waking up, you have a hard time going to sleep, you're waking up a lot during the night, you're waking up too early, Uh, Sleeping is really important, not only to help mitigate your stress levels, but you need optimal sleep in order to optimize all the functions of your body to be able to drop the weight. So if you're not dropping weight and you're plateauing, take a look at your sleeping. If you binge weekly or multiple times weekly, this will lead to weight gain or plateau even if all the other days of the week are... Perfect in quotation marks, right, in your eyes. So, you, you know, you do really, really well. You may even feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not eating very much Monday through Friday. And then all of a sudden, you know, Saturday, Sunday, um, you're not, def, you know, you're not being mindful of what you're eating. You're maybe overeating. Uh, you may have a, a binging episode, um, those sorts of things, And even though all those other days, you know, are awesome or restricted, which by the way, not good to restrict because this is what leads to the overeating and the binging. But just even one day of that can really undo the other days of the week. And when I first started doing this work with weight loss clients, this is, I I think it was about 10 years ago, maybe maybe eight years ago, where I really started to... um, put some programs out there, um, took some clients through this whole weight loss thing and I would actually give them, you know, a real direct food plan of exactly what to eat and all this stuff. And before I kind of understood how that was actually really detrimental for long-term weight loss. But when I worked with, when, when we were doing this, um i allowed what was called a cheat day so one day a week you could have a cheat day and you know now you know how we get we get wiser <laughs> with more experience and age and i look back and i'm like oh heather i because i just hate that word anyway at this point like a cheat day right like you're cheating like you're eating behind your back on purpose it's just such a weird psychological twist word that is so not good um, does, it is not helpful or useful for, uh, you know, not useful in any way to think of it as a cheat day. Right. But what would happen is, you know, I could, and, and this was me for a long time too, because I did a cheat day for a very long time. And what would happen is, you know, you're kind of restricted for those six days and then your cheat day comes and it is just overboard because you've been restricted because honestly, you're very, very hungry. And also because you only have this one day, just this one day, you can have whatever you want. So you're trying to take it all in, trying to take it all in. And it is just so detrimental because even though I didn't want to believe it at the time, the truth is, even with one day when you are off like that, where it's a big binge or it's overeating, it's this cheat day where you're trying to get it all in, that really can, I hate to say it, but it's true, it can undo. All those other six days. So, if you're in a pattern like this where on the weekends you overeat quite a bit, uh, you eat past satiation a lot, you know, you may have a binging episode, one, two, or three of those, that is going to undo all the other days. So, understanding, I, th- I think a lot of times we think how I used to think, right? It's like, well, we can have all these really um, restricted, you know, low energy days. And then we have this one binging episode or this one overeating or this one cheat day. So obviously, you know, that six days of amazingness versus one, it's just so the wrong way to think about it because it so backfires. It actually doesn't work. You will plateau or put on weight. You cannot lose weight eating in that sort of pattern. So also, By the way, you know, this is a struggle that binging behavior that I've dealt with. I, you know, work with many, many clients. You are not alone in this. I know it can be such a shameful thing to admit to or own or talk about. And you don't have to talk about it. But just for you, if this is something you're dealing with, just to know there is no shame here at all. Um, Many, many people deal with this, and this actually becomes. You know, a habit of the brain and a way the brain is trying to take care of you. The brain has learned that you will feel soothed and calm, you know, if you get into this binging behavior, if you can look forward to it, um, the satiation afterwards, um, all those things. So so understand this is really not anything uh, you need to be ashamed of. I know many of us feel lots of shame around it, but just understanding this is something many, many people deal with. It does become sort of this brain-based thing where the brain is in the habit of using that as a coping mechanism of throwing up that intense urge to binge as a way to help you cope. And so understanding that, um, you know, it is, well, again, you're not alone, nothing to be ashamed of. But also understanding that we want to be very clear and honest and own this and understand that, you know, even if I am eating very low energy five or six days a week, if I'm overeating, if I'm binging, if I'm having that cheat day, it is going to undo all the other things. So, Uh, if you follow, if you happen to follow a fasting protocol, you know, you can play and and you're not losing weight, you're plateauing. um, You can play around with your fasting and eating window. So you can experiment with extending your eating window. Sometimes that helps people actually extending the eating window helps people start to drop weight. Um, And sometimes extending the fasting window helps people drop weight. So again, this goes back to uniqueness, individual, bio-individuality, and then you experimenting with a couple of things. Another one, you're not eating mindfully. So that scale might not be moving because you're not being mindful while you eat. You are eating while you're distracted. You're just sort of grabbing things. You know, maybe you grab that bag of chips, you sit on the couch to watch your favorite show, and all of a sudden that bag of chips is gone. You don't honestly even remember eating at all. So this would, So that would be... Not mindful eating, right? You're not paying attention, you're eating distracted. So, working on your mindfulness eating skills would be something important there. So, if you have changed all those things I just talked about and you have still plateaued, then you might want to look at um, possibly a metabolic disorder. And that could be something like estrogen dominance, you know, that leads to increased weight gain in the hips in both men and women, breast tenderness, hair loss. So that would be one sort of, um, medical issue going on. Another one could be high blood sugar, uh, in general, but often throughout the night. So, you know, if you're having high blood sugar episodes throughout the night, your, your body really cannot tap into its fat stores, um, and you can go to my flexible fasting podcast, and there is a episode I did on blood sugar. I don't remember what episode number it is, but you can go search it in the title, it'll say blood sugar. And so, if you want to learn more about how that works and why that's why it's really important to keep your blood sugar steady ish um, in order to for your body to tap into its fat stores and to lose weight, you can take a listen to that. Another possible medical issue might be that thyroid adrenal thyroid adrenal issues. Um, and any of those things, uh, you'd wanna go get checked out by your doctor, integrative doc would probably be best for things like this, but you know, there's many great regular docs out there too who know how to test for these things and figure these things out. Now, I, I will say, in my coaching practice out of all the clients i've coached through weight loss i have only seen these medical metabolic issues maybe two to three times so for 95% of us you know the weight loss plateau or slowly gaining weight is not going to have anything to do with necessarily that's very medical in nature so just wanted to throw that out there but if you think it might be you please go get go get checked out Okay, so what are we going to do? We we have this going on. We've plateaued. We're trying so hard and the scale is not moving. What are we going to do about it? So definitely check the energy and nutrients you are taking in. Make sure you're eating enough and make sure it's not too much. Remember that Goldilocks effect, we need it to just be in that just right state. So the calories coming in, the amount of food coming in, particularly the nutrients that you're getting. Uh, And and remember, um, your sugary drinks can come into play here. So if you're drinking sugary drinks, cut them out and really you're going to see that scale move really quickly. If you find you're eating too much, lessen your portion sizes, right? So just starting to cut down on portion size, serve yourself half at every meal of what you would normally be eating. If you go out to eat, um, you know, you can do tricks like have them right away box up half the meal. So they're only serving you half the meal, you take the other half home for lunch the next day. Uh most likely you are going to feel just as satisfied and probably even better because you're not going to be overstuffed if you eat out at fast food. Look to ordering salads, but using your own salad dressing. Yes, you can bring your own salad dressing along in your car. Seriously, that salad dressing that you're going to get on salads at fast food places is typically going to be about the same amount of energy as a burger and fries. So maybe a little less, but still, you know, if you think you're doing the right thing by ordering a salad and then using their dressing that's going to be another reason you might be plateauing. You're thinking you're eating great and low energy and all that kind of stuff, but really you're not. Those are those tricky things that come into play. So eat less processed food and more whole foods. And you can go over uh, to Instagram. Um, I have a recipe page over there. It's called Peak Protein Recipes. So at Peak Protein Recipes, and peak is spelled P-E-A-K, like, you know, mountaintop peak. So Peak Protein Recipes. I have lots of recipes over there for treats and comfort food that are mostly made from all whole foods. So they're delicious substitutes for some of the processed foods you might be eating. And I don't have a ton over there. I post once in a while when I think about it. But there are some things. But you can Google and find lots and lots of healthy substitutes for the processed food that you really, really enjoy and want to keep eating, but making your own can really help you still eat the thing you enjoy, but start getting that scale to move. Another one you could try, start a strength training program, and if you only have a small amount of time to give to a workout, then spend that time strength training. It can be body weight. You can use bands, dumbbells, barbell weights. And if you don't know what you're doing, definitely get a trainer or someone who can teach you proper movement patterns for these things. Because you don't want to get you don't want to be doing things wrong and wrong in um, unhealthy movement patterns. You want to know what you're do- doing, but. Building and maintaining muscle is going to give you a way bigger bang for your buck um, or time versus any cardio. So if you are a chronic cardio person and you are plateaued or you are gaining weight or just honestly for health purposes, stop the chronic cardio and replace it with strength training. Another one, stop the quick fix weight loss plans. Stop the yo-yo dieting the more you get into following this specific plan and, you know, you're eating these foods filled with soy and additives and stuff because the company you're going through says you have to eat these things to lose weight and you do. And so that's great and all the things. And then, you know, months later, a year later, weeks later, you've regained all the weight plus some. So you, if you are finding that you are plateauing or gaining weight, it's really important to step out of these quick fix weight loss plans. You don't want to be detoxing or juicing or any of that stuff. You want to just get into a space of building a healthy relationship with food and a lifestyle around food and your body to where you can live at the weight you want to be at without these up and down dieting things. Because the more you do that, the more you yo-yo diet, the more difficult it is going to get to keep that weight off. And you will see, if you're involved in these things, you are going to see your weight loss plateau and then start gaining. Another one you could consider working on to help budge that scale is to learn coping skills for stress. And there are so many ways to mitigate stress without having to change anything going on that is stressing us out. So this would be the example of like, you know, if you say well, work is just chronic stress from work. Work is so stressful, but I can't quit. I can't, you know, I need the financial income. This is not a good time to change jobs. That is so understandable. And that is real life. We often cannot change our outside circumstances for whatever reason or our relationships or all those kinds of things. And so If you are in that place where you cannot make changes to get something off of your plate to lessen the stress, then you really can learn how to use your thoughts um, to shift your thinking, to, to change your thought life. This is really cognitive behavioral therapy at its best. Um... In order to reduce your stress response. So to feel less stressed, even though the same exact things are going on, right? So family life is stressful, relationships life is stressful, or work life is stressful. I can't change any of those things. I can't change the people around me. But you have control to learn some skills, some different ways of thinking, so that you can experience stress less frequently and less intensely. So Things would be like CBT type therapy or ACT type therapy, uh, taking up mindfulness or a meditation practice, journaling. Side note, something that we know works are also do doing daily things to sort of hack our biology. And I don't like that word, but most people know what I mean when I say it. So I'm just going to say it. So, well, let's just say strategies, right? So ways to sort of use strategies with our biology that can help reduce stress. And this would include things like a super hard, intense, short, short workout. And I'm talking like five to seven minutes, super hard, super short. Or things like a cold shower for two minutes or a sauna session. You know, I've recently started doing uh, my cold shower protocol again. I did it for a while and just got off of it, but started started doing it again every morning. And more details of this I'll share in another episode. But basically, we are starting to learn through neuroscience and uh, uh, science experiments that doing one uncomfortable or really hard thing daily, like a two minute cold shower, although it, it may cause us to stress out in the moment, actually decreases our perception and feelings and sensations of stress. And there is a mechanism at work for this, and and why it works. And if you're interested, I would recommend uh, the Huberman Lab podcast episode 49, which is actually labeled and and is about trauma and fear. But in it, he talks about why this one hard stress a day actually decreases stress of thoughts and symptoms overall. And obviously, all your foundational practices reduce stress, our stress response. So. How we experience stress to a lesser degree. So, you're sleeping, you're eating, your movement, but to work with the stress response directly, things like counseling, journaling, thought work is ideal. Another one you might want to try if that scale is not budging, start practicing mindful eating, a mindful eating practice. I've talked about this a lot in other episodes, um, so I won't get into all the details, but basically practicing mindful eating can really, really help. And then, of course, we talked about it before, get on a sleep hygiene protocol. I work often with clients and their sleep, um, whether it's insomnia or can't, you know, So can't fall asleep, whether it's anxiety keeping them awake, whether you're waking up multiple times during the night, waking up too early, that would be cortisol response. So there really are strategies and ways uh, to create a really good sleep hygiene routine that will help you sleep. So just know those things are out there. If you're not sleeping, start to pay attention to that. Start to learn about that. Start to try some things weight loss is not always easy and numerous factors can bring it to a standstill as you've learned there are many reasons why we might plateau or start gaining i gave you lots of reasons why your weight might not be dropping as well as a few medical issues that may come into play that you can get checked out by your doctor for and then we talked about things you can try to do to get the weight to drop so trying the strategies again, like mindful eating, again, setting up that sleep hygiene protocol, eating more protein, doing strength exercises, getting your stress response trained and under control. And we talked about actually many, many more. So in the end, changing your weight and your lifestyle, it does require patience, dedication, perseverance, and resilience. And I would say above all, willingness. You know, that willingness to keep going, to keep experimenting, to keep trying. And really, I guess I say willingness because you know, you're never going to be perfect every single day at all of this. Well, we're never going to be perfect anyway. <laughs> so, getting out of that mindset that it all, it, you know, it has to be all perfect or it's all bad, getting out of the mindset that oh, I totally screwed this day up, so just forget it. Like It's really getting into that mindset of it's okay not to be perfect, it's expected, that's reality. But we still get to be not perfect. We can still have patience, we can still have dedication, we can still have perseverance, we can still have resilience, and we can still be willing to keep it going. Remember, we create those feelings I just listed for ourselves. We create those feelings through our thinking, through our thoughts that we train our brain to think on purpose. I hope you found something useful and if so, would you please share it with someone else you think might find it useful or share it on social media. And if you are into supporting the podcast, you can scroll down from wherever you're listening and there will be a link on how you can support this podcast. And Just a few clicks, you can support the podcast with as little as 99 cents a month and up. But even that 99 cents a month helps so much. So if you're finding something useful, if you're learning things, I would really appreciate it if you do that. If not, that is fine too. I'm happy we are all here. Thank you to those who have donated. I really do appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Try one or two of these strategies. Don't get into overwhelm and try them all, but try one or two. See how it goes for you. See if you can get that scale to budge. And we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.